0: Lynn Hiles Ministries presents, That You Might Have Life. He said He didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might have life. So, Jesus came that we might have life. The Bible said in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The more light you have, the more life you're going to have. So you can have peace. Was That's why it's called the Gospel of Peace. He took your punishment so you could get His peace. He took what you had coming so you could get what He has coming. All around the country and around the world, people just like you are awakening to the good news of Jesus Christ. What God wanted to do was release the kingdom of God in your life until the joy and the peace and the righteousness of the Holy Ghost would so fill your life. I don't want to just make heaven my home. I want to make my home like heaven. And now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. WELCOME BACK TO THE PROGRAM AGAIN. THANK YOU, THANK YOU, THANK YOU FOR TUNING IN. THANK YOU FOR YOUR RESPONSE. Uh, WE JUST HAD SUCH GREAT RESPONSE FROM THE THINGS WE'RE SHARING THAT uh, WE JUST WANT YOU TO KNOW HOW MUCH WE APPRECIATE IT. IF YOU HAVEN'T TAKEN A MOMENT YET TO uh, WRITE TO US, GO TO OUR FACEBOOK PAGE AND LIKE OUR PUBLIC PROFILE PAGE CALLED LYNN HOUSE MINISTRIES. GO TO OUR WEBSITE, THERE'S A LINK THERE WHERE YOU CAN FOLLOW US AND LET US KNOW Uh, THAT YOU'RE ENJOYING THIS. BECAUSE WHAT HAPPENS IS is WHEN WE HEAR FROM YOU, IT LETS US KNOW THAT OUR AUDIENCE IS APPRECIATING WHAT WE'RE HEARING. IF YOU'VE NOT DONE SO uh, AND YOU'VE BEEN WATCHING US FOR A LONG TIME, uh, as you probably already know, we take very, very little time and even talking about finances or funds. But if you'd like to sow into something that's uh, taking this kind of a message literally around the world, I believe this is good ground to sow into. We would definitely, definitely appreciate your support. You are what enables us to take to touch the nations of the earth with the gospel, and uh, for that we are forever grateful. But we've been talking about the Book of Revelation, and once again this week, my oldest son is on the program. He's been BEEN WITH ME SEVERAL WEEKS NOW BECAUSE THE the MAGIC IS JUST THERE WHEN WE'RE TALKING ABOUT THE BOOK OF REVELATION. AND uh, HE THINKS LIKE I DO ON THESE ISSUES AND IT REALLY MAKES IT WORK REAL GOOD. BUT WE'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT THE BOOK OF REVELATION AND THE PERSPECTIVE THAT WE'VE BEEN SHARING IT FROM IS THAT IT IS A REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST. AND WHAT CLUES ME INTO THAT IS THAT'S THE TITLE OF THE BOOK. We teach everything but Christ from this book. We teach bugs as big as Volkswagens, Godzilla monsters coming up out of the ocean, Scud missiles, world events, all of those things. And we never teach a revelation of Jesus Christ. But that's what the title of this book is. This is a revelation of Jesus Christ. I believe it is the summation of the Bible, it is the end of the book because it's, it's the summary. IT IS THE WHOLE CONCLUSION OF REDEMPTION. IT IS GOD in HIS ULTIMATE uh, REVELATION OF CHRIST AS HE UNFOLDS AND UNVEILS uh, uh, THIS REVELATION OF JESUS. NOT ONLY A REVELATION OF JESUS TO US, THAT'S FIRST OF ALL IMPORTANT, BUT A REVELATION OF JESUS TO US WILL PRODUCE A REVELATION OF JESUS THROUGH US. AND uh, ONE OF THE THINGS WE'VE BEEN SHARING, ESPECIALLY uh, IN THE LAST COUPLE OF SEGMENTS, IS ABOUT CHRIST walking in the midst of these seven golden candlesticks. And these seven golden candlesticks, according to uh, the first chapter, are the seven churches. So if Christ is walking in the midst of seven golden candlesticks, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. He's talking about this is Christ walking in the midst of his church. And, uh, you know, again, the word for revelation is the Greek word apocalypsis or apocalypse, however you want to SAY THAT, BUT WHEN WE HEAR THE WORD APOCALYPSE, WE THINK IMMEDIATELY, JEREMY, OF LIKE HOLLYWOOD AND BOMBS BURSTING IN AIR AND GREAT CATASTROPHES. NOW THERE ARE SOME GREAT CATASTROPHES IN THIS BOOK, BUT THE REALITY OF IT IS THIS WORD APOCALYPSE MEANS TO UNCOVER OR TO UNVEIL WHAT'S BEEN HIDDEN. Mm -hmm. AND WHAT'S BEEN HIDDEN IS A MYSTERY THAT'S BEEN HID FROM AGES, WHICH IS CHRIST IN YOU, THE HOPE OF GLORY. THAT'S ONE OF THE MYSTERIES THAT'S UNFOLDED HERE. AS A MATTER OF FACT, WHEN YOU GET OVER AROUND THE the TENTH CHAPTER, HE SAID WHEN THIS ANGEL BEGINS TO SOUND, the mystery of God will be finished, and I believe that mystery is not just a mystery book, but the unveiling of Christ in the people. And uh, get back to where we were at last week. We've been talking for two weeks at the, on the church at Ephesus. We've not exhausted. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to uh, have several programs on just this one church, and then we just take our time and unfold this. But he writes this church in uh, chapter two, and he says, "Under the angel, of the church at Ephesus." THESE THINGS SAID HE THAT HOLDS THE SEVEN STARS IN HIS RIGHT HAND, WHO WALKS IN THE MIDST OF THE SEVEN GOLDEN candlesticks. NOW WE TALKED ABOUT THAT LAST WEEK, HOW THAT THESE SEVEN STARS ARE THE SEVEN PASTORS OF THESE SEVEN CHURCHES. Uh, THIS BOOK OF REVELATION HAS SOME RELEVANCE TO THIS FIRST CENTURY CHURCH WHO IS IN TRANSITION FROM AN OLD COVENANT TO A NEW COVENANT. THEY ARE CALLED THE CHURCH BECAUSE THEY'VE BEEN CALLED OUT. THEY'RE THE CALLED OUT ONES. And WE'VE DEALT WITH THAT IN SOME PAST segments. WHAT THEY'VE BEEN CALLED OUT OF IS NOT JUST SIN, THEY'VE BEEN CALLED OUT OF AN OLD COVENANT AND INTO A NEW COVENANT AND THEY'RE IN TRANSITION IN THEIR THINKING. THAT'S WHY THEY NEED TO METANOIA, WHICH IS THE WORD FOR REPENT, THEY NEED TO CHANGE Change THE WAY THEY THINK. AND SO WE DEALT WITH THE uh, REVELATION OF JESUS TO THIS CHURCH AS THE ONE WHO HOLDS THE SEVEN STARS IN HIS RIGHT HAND. WE TALKED FOR TWO WEEKS ABOUT THIS HAND this fivefold ministry, this uh, what's in this hand, are mm-hmm. messengers that are flowing from the posture of rest. But I want to get a little bit further t- today. It said, I know thy works and thy labor. This is the emphasis. I know your works and your labor, and your patience, and how you cannot bear them which are evil, and how thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and has found them to be liars. Has borne and has patience, and and for my name's sake, you've labored and have not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. BECAUSE THOU HAST LEFT THAT FIRST LOVE. REMEMBER, THEREFORE, FROM WHENCE THOU ART FALLEN, AND REPENT, AND DO THE FIRST WORKS, OR ELSE I WILL COME UNTO THEE QUICKLY AND REMOVE thy CANDLESTICK OUT OF HIS PLACE. BUT THIS THOU HAST, THAT THOU HATEST THE DEEDS OF THE NICOLAITANS, WHICH I ALSO HATE. HE THAT HATH AN EAR, LET HIM HEAR WHAT THE SPIRIT SAYS TO THE CHURCHES. TO HIM THAT OVERCOMES WILL I GIVE TO EAT OF THE TREE OF LIFE, WHICH IS IN THE MIDST OF THE PARADISE OF GOD. NOW WHAT REALLY CAUGHT MY ATTENTION IN THIS, JEREMY, AS WE MOVE ON A LITTLE BIT IN THIS SEGMENT, IS THAT THESE FALSE APOSTLES CAME TEACHING THEM, I BELIEVE, LABOR WORKS, WORKS LABOR. AND, and THEY DID IT FOR MY NAME'S SAKE. NOW LET ME SAY IN ALL PATIENCE, to, BECAUSE I've you know MANY OF US HAVE COME A LONG WAY, AND I BELIEVE THE CHURCH ONE MORE TIME IS IN SUCH A GREAT TRANSITION. MINISTRIES ARE SHIFTING. THE CHURCH IS ABSOLUTELY CHANGING. IT'S MASSIVE. IT'S MASSIVE. THE MESSAGE OF GRACE AND THE FINISHED WORK AND THE REST OF GOD HAS LITERALLY SWEPT THE NATIONS OF THE EARTH. Mm -hmm. AND IT'S POWERFUL. AND THERE ARE SOME WELL-MEANING MINISTRIES BECAUSE I WAS ONE OF THEM AT Mm -hmm. ONE TIME. NOW, YOU KNOW, uh, BECAUSE OUR REVELATION IS PROGRESSING. BUT, uh, YOU KNOW, AS WE BEGIN TO SHIFT, WHAT WE BEGIN TO REALIZE IS THAT THIS IS NOT ABOUT THE WORKS AND THE LABOR AND THE LABOR AND THE WORKS. BECAUSE WHAT HE SAYS TO THEM, REMEMBER FROM WHENCE THOU ART FALLEN. Uh, WHAT HIT ME IS WHAT HE PROMISES THE SEVEN CHURCHES, OR WHAT HE PROMISES THIS CHURCH, HE THAT HATH him HEAR WHAT THE SPIRIT SAYS TO THE CHURCH. TO HIM THAT OVERCOMES will I GIVE TO EVE THE TREE OF LIFE, WHICH IS IN THE MIDST OF THE PARADISE OF GOD. AND WHAT REALLY HIT ME WAS WHEN HE SAID REMEMBER WHERE THOU ART FALLEN, He's not saying, remember where you fell from last night. He's talking about, remember what caused the original fall. And what caused the original fall was when Adam had a serpent say to the woman and to him, if you get enough information about good and evil, you can make yourself like God. He offered him works and labor, and labor and works. And from the time uh, Adam bought into that lie, WE HAVE WORKED AND LABORED, AND HE MOVED AWAY FROM JUST FLOWING FROM THE REALM OF LOVE. HE SAID, REMEMBER FROM WHENCE THOU ART FALLEN. AND THEN HE RECONNECTS THAT AND SAYS, IF YOU OVERCOME, I'LL GIVE YOU TO EAT OF THE TREE OF LIFE. SO WHAT HE'S TALKING ABOUT IS MOVING YOU, I GET EXCITED, MOVING YOU FROM THIS TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL TO A COMPLETELY DIFFERENT TREE called the tree of life. So when he's saying, you know, repent, change the way you think, he's talking about you need to shift from this performance-based religious system. You need to shift from this works and labor stuff. You need to move to another tree because you ate, you know, Adam had a tree, uh, had access to a tree of life and he chose a tree that produced death, but Jesus chose a tree of death AND BECAUSE HE DID, WE HAVE ACCESS TO A TREE OF LIFE. AND SO IT'S A COMPLETELY DIFFERENT TREE. AND I'LL LET YOU JUMP IN THERE BECAUSE I COULD sure. PREACH ALL DAY ON THIS
1: ONE. YOU KNOW, THE APOSTLE PAUL, WHEN HE WROTE TO THE CHURCH IN GALATIANS, SAYS, O FOOLISH GALATIANS, WHO HAS BEWITCHED YOU? YEP. FOR YOU STARTED OUT IN THE SPIRIT. WHAT MAKES YOU THINK YOU'RE GOING TO END IN THE FLESH? IN OTHER WORDS, AND He would write to another church and say, you know, uh, if the, if another apostle or an angel comes and preaches to any you, other any go- other gospel, yep, then the gospel that we preach, don't accept it, yeah, because that the other gospels that were being preached. We're a gospel of going back to observances and what you had to do to be pure, and and you know even the the, the they apostles, were mixed along grace yeah, I believe you know. and the apostles themselves when they first came out this this was a major yep. transition major shift. that they were going through because they were going from they they walked with Jesus and Jesus was still going to the temples they were where there was still animal sacrifices there was still the purifications and the where they were being he was being Jesus being questioned whether or rather not to heal on a Sabbath day or not. Yep. You know, and those were and so those apostles had, had that was the life they had lived. That's what they were born into. That's the life they lived. All of a sudden Jesus is he's crucified, died, he's buried, and then resurrected, and in his resurrection everything begins to change all yep. of a sudden and it doesn't just change like little bit by little bit it's like a major change has happened where uh, one day the 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 Gentiles it's unclean to have dinner with Gentiles too now we're eating with Gentiles yeah uh, you know it's uh, you know these guys that are uh, it, it's unlawful to touch a, a, a pig skin so now we're eating with guys that they're, they're eating a pork sandwich yeah you know and, and, and there's
0: a major change
1: that's major. happening. THEY MOVE
0: FROM CIRCUMCISION TO GENTILES WHO they DON'T KNOW WHETHER THESE GUYS OUGHT TO BE CIRCUMCISED OR NOT. WHEN PETER FIRST
1: first PREACHES TO THE HOUSE OF CORNELIUS, HE'S GOING, uh, YOU KNOW, HE DOESN'T (laughs) EVEN KNOW IF HE'S ALLOWED TO BE THERE. AS A MATTER OF FACT, WHEN HE GOES BACK AND TELLS HOW THE HOLY GHOST FALLS ON HIM, HE'S QUESTIONED ABOUT, YOU MEAN, YOU WENT INTO THE HOUSE OF A Gentile? YEAH. YOU KNOW, AND THEN HE'S LIKE, YOU KNOW, THESE GUYS, THEY HAVEN'T BEEN CIRCUMCISED. THEY AIN'T BEEN BAPTIZED. They ain't said, you know, they ain't even send the sinner's prayer. He's just telling them the story of how uh, of Christ being crucified, died and resurrected in the middle of telling them the gospel.. Yeah. The Holy Ghost falls upon them, and the acceptance of Jesus falls upon these guys, and they receive the same power. That the apostles were receiving, with through all the stuff that they've already grown up with under
0: Judaism. Yep. Now we got Italians getting the Holy Ghost. Yeah, (laughs) and that's totally out of their paradigm.
1: And so, you know, even Peter's caught off guard by this, where he says, "Okay, they've received the Holy Ghost. uh, What, you know, maybe we should." you know maybe where's the water we can baptize these exactly. guys because they don't know because everything's changing so rapidly yeah uh, they don't understand how and so there's this whole they're having to work it out themselves yep. and let the holy spirit be the teacher and and you know paul comes on the scene and becomes uh the apostle to the gentiles and he begins to see because he's come from a background of of Judaism where he sat at the feet of Gamaliel he understood the law he understood these stuff and all of a sudden christ is revealed to him as he sees he sees christ throughout everything he's ever been Taught in Judaism, as not being something of an external work, but something of an internal work. Yeah. And so what's happening here under uh, this day is that there's when he, when he says, you know, you you're 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 working under works and labors, and and you've got those that say they're apostles and are not, and they're teaching you the same thing of works and labors. In other words, he's saying they're trying to put you back under the very thing God is wanting to deliver you from. Yeah. And he says, you know, I want you to switch from eating from a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which caused the fall to begin with to eating from this tree of life, where you're not trying, it's not a performance base, it's really letting the Spirit of God work inside of you to perfect you. Mm -hmm. That your eyes are not set upon uh, right and wrong, but your eyes are set upon Christ and Christ alone. I believe that, you know, for me, for me, if the gospel was not simple, you know, in other words, I'm, I, when, I was, when I went to school, I had dyslexia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So learning for me had to be, I had to learn differently than most people. And so in order for me to understand the gospel, God has to really just be plain about it with me. I can't have a bunch of stuff where I've got to have charts and everything else to understand it. God's really got to open it up for me yeah. plainly. And I believe that's what the gospel was meant to do is to be plain and open about it and just say what it's meant to say. And so, you know, and what we've done is that the, the whole gospel is about Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. In other words, it's about his redemptive work and what he did in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Everything that we study in this Bible is about his death, burial, and resurrection, what he did to redeem us back to God, to bring us back to that place where we could eat of this tree of life and no longer eat from a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the simplicity of the gospel. Uh, and so it, it, if, if, if our focus, so when he starts out in chapter one, it says this is a revelation of Jesus. In other words, everything we do, everything we study from this book has to be with a focus upon Jesus and on his death, burial, and resurrection because that's the gospel. If our focus sways from that, then we've gotten off track and we have to begin to change our mind and bring it back to a place where our focus is upon him because the only thing that's going to change us is to continually put our eyes Upon Jesus and put upon what he's already done that when he says, you know, uh, in the first chapter, when he says, I fell at his feet is dead. And he says, fear not, John, for I'm the first and the last. It's an understanding that uh, my death is no longer. I don't have to die any longer. I'm not trying to die to sin, die to sin, die to mm-hmm. sin. It's a recognition that his death was my death. Yeah and that that's going to change me and bring me into a place where I begin to live in a life. Yeah. And so when we operate from when he says you've forgotten your first love, in other words you've changed you you've lost your focus upon love. Yeah. Because God is love. You you've changed your focus from love to Works and labors, all the yep. things I got to do to try to produce things. To and give somehow his love. you
0: lose that love and feeling yeah. in the middle of it. When well, yeah. you should get bogged down in the works and labor, all of a sudden, man, the, the joy goes out of it. You, hey, know? you know,
1: even the scripture that, that we post in every football game and everything, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, God gave it before we ever did anything right to deserve it. His yep. love, in other words, there, we've been taught that we had to do something to obtain God's love when God's always had his love towards us. He loved us while we were yet sinners. The Scripture says that, uh, you know, he, His love has always been towards us. And when you see a father's love, when you put your eyes upon a father's love, the prodigal son, the prodigal son goes and spends all that he has on righteous living. But when he comes back to father's house, he's not ridiculed and put out and said, "You're no longer a son. You're cut off." Instead, he's the the father meets him. HALFWAY THERE, PUTS THE ROBE UPON, his, uh, you know, PUTS THE ROBE ON, he PUTS THE RING ON HIS FINGER, so MY SON WHO WAS ONCE DEAD IS NOW ALIVE. GO AND KILL THE FATTED CALF. THE FATHER RECEIVES HIM BACK AS A SON AND RESTORES HIM BACK TO THE PLACE HE WAS BECAUSE THE FATHER NEVER CHANGES HIS MIND ABOUT LOVE. Yep. AND IF WE EVER SEE THE WORLD THAT WAY, IF WE EVER SEE, IF WE STOP LOOKING AT uh, uh, SIN AS A, uh, WHEN WE LOOK AT THE WORLD TRYING TO GET THEM TO PRODUCE SOMETHING through trying, you know, uh, what they have to do in order, you know, if you go to church every Sunday, you pray, you read your Bible, uh, you know, then you could be accepted of God. But you start, instead, you start telling them how they are accepted about a God who loved them. What happens is, for me, what changed me was when I started really finding out under religion, when they told me I had to read my Bible, pray every day, and I'd grow, 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 I hated reading my Bible. Yeah. You know, when I was given became a, a demand. when I gave was given an assignment that I had to read a chapter every night, I'd go to Psalms every night because there's, you know, the the chapter's only this big and you know the other stuff bored me. But the moment I really experienced the love of God, life started happening mm-hmm. inside of me and it started to cause me to want to read my Bible. I had a desire to, yeah. for it because I started finding out what was right about me. Yeah. I started finding out how much God really loved me. I started praying and it wasn't just a get in the closet and really interceding and praying and begging God for stuff, but I found myself in my car just communicating to God and asking him questions. God, explain this scripture to me. Show me who you are. Show me something because I had a desire to say, God, show me something you never showed anybody else because mm-hmm. I want to know you. I want to know something that maybe somebody else don't know about you because I really want I have a desire to know you. That became my prayer. I WANTED TO GO TO CHURCH BECAUSE when I, WHEN I WOULD GO TO THE PLACES WHERE THEY WOULD START TELLING ME THE TRUTH OF WHO I WAS AND HOW MUCH GOD LOVED ME, IT CAUSED A DESIRE TO WANT TO BE THERE AND I STARTED WORSHIPPING, NOT BECAUSE SOMEBODY TOLD ME TO RAISE MY HANDS, BUT BECAUSE I HAD A DESIRE TO SHOW HIM HOW MUCH I LOVED HIM. IT CREATED A DESIRE. LIFE STARTED HAPPENING INSIDE OF ME. I, I, I'M TELLING YOU, AS FAR AS EATING FROM THE TREE OF LIFE, I, I, it, FOR ME, LIFE IS GOOD. Yep. I, I'M HAPPY. Uh, I'm, I feel like my life is blessed. I feel like, you know, this, I really feel like I'm living. On heaven and earth, and, and I'm not looking for something more, but it seems like more keeps coming. The yep. more I'm just enjoying like who the he is. the blessing overtakes you. Yeah, I mean I've gone to church where they told me I had to I had to be miserable until God came or something. Yep. Whereas now I'm finding I, God is already coming to my life, and I'm happy. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. My life is good. I sit on my porch, and I you know I I'm surrounded by woods and, and wildlife, and stuff comes into my yard, and and I sit there and think, man, it don't get no better than this. Uh, you know i I've got. A baby on the way, and 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 my, you know, it's just like everything. It's just the blessings of the Lord are overtaking me, and I think you know it. Don't get much better than this. I don't know what else to look for to think it's going. To, you know, because I'm just happy. I'm happy in everything I do, and I believe that's what this life produces. When you start moving from a place of works and labors and labors and works and trying to get God's approval to a place of just eating from the tree of life, you start feeding from Him. It produces the days of heaven on earth. It produces a good life on every hand.
0: It really does. And, you know, I was thinking there while you were saying that, that, uh, uh, you know, that he says that, you know, remember from whence thou art fallen. And I was thinking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, you know, of course, the scripture tells us in the New Testament that, uh, you know, by the law is the knowledge of sin. And then I was thinking about, you know, a scripture I've heard preached so many times. I believe it's in the book of Proverbs. It says, there is a way THAT SEEMS RIGHT TO A MAN. NOT WRONG, mm-hmm. THERE'S A WAY THAT SEEMS RIGHT TO HIM AND THE END THERE OF THE WAYS OF DEATH. Well, WE KNOW THAT THE END OF THE LAW IS NOT LIFE, yep. IT'S DEATH. Yep. IT'S CALLED THE LAW OF SIN AND DEATH BECAUSE THE END OF THE LAW IS NOT LIFE. IT DID NOT PRODUCE LIFE. IF THERE WAS A COMMANDMENT THAT COULD HAVE GIVEN LIFE THEN verily, YOU KNOW, uh, uh, <laughs> SALVATION WOULD HAVE BEEN BY THE LAW. <laughs> but there's not, you know, BUT THE GOSPEL TO ME IS NOT ABOUT A LAW YOU HAVE TO KEEP. IT'S ABOUT A LIFE THAT WILL KEEP YOU. Yeah. AND THAT'S ONE OF THE OPENING REMARKS WE SAY ON OUR INTRO INTO OUR PROGRAM IS, is THE gospel's NOT ABOUT A LAW YOU you KEEP. IT'S ABOUT A LIFE THAT WILL KEEP YOU. SO IT'S yeah. NOT, uh, YOU KNOW, the, UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, I BELIEVE THE WAY THAT SEEMED RIGHT WAS THAT I THINK ADAM, WHEN HE WAS IN THIS GARDEN, AND HE SAID, YOU KNOW, THE serpent SAYS TO HIM, IN THE MOMENT, YOU EAT FROM THE TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL, YOU CAN MAKE YOURSELF LIKE GOD. AND HE BECAME THE FIRST VICTIM OF IDENTITY THEFT BECAUSE HE BELIEVED A LIE. WHAT HE SHOULD HAVE DID IS TURN AROUND TO THE DEVIL AND SAID, I'M ALREADY LIKE GOD. GET OUT OF MY FACE Mm -hmm. BECAUSE GOD CREATED ME IN HIS IMAGE AND likeness. SEE IN THE NEW COVENANT WE ARE CREATED IN CHRIST UNTO GOOD WORKS. WE ARE THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD, WE ALREADY HAVE WHAT A LOT OF PEOPLE THINK WE HAVE TO GET. AND ONCE WE REALIZE WHAT WE'VE ALREADY GOT, THEN WE NO LONGER WORK TO GET SALVATION, BUT WE WORK OUT OF SALVATION WITH FEAR AND TREMBLING. AND SO uh, TO ME, THE WAY THAT SEEMS RIGHT IS the, THE WHOLE... WHOLE DYNAMIC OF RELIGION THAT'S GOT YOU ON A TREADMILL OF DO THIS, DON'T DO THAT, DO THIS, YOU KNOW, THIS IS GOOD, THAT'S yeah. BAD. And IT DEPENDS ON WHERE YOU GO TO CHURCH AT, yeah. WHAT'S GOOD AND WHAT'S BAD. BUT THE END, the, but the, and, AND EVEN IN SAYING THAT, I HAVE TO SAY THAT uh, PEOPLE THINK, WELL, WHEN YOU'RE SAYING THAT, THEN, YOU KNOW, every, ANYTHING GOES. THAT'S NOT WHAT WE'RE SAYING. No. WE'RE SAYING WHEN YOU GET THIS LIFE IN YOU, WHEN YOU GET THIS LIFE IN YOU, THIS LIFE IN YOU WILL NOT WANT TO VIOLATE ANYTHING THAT WOULD PRODUCE DEATH. IN OTHER WORDS, SAY IT ANOTHER WAY, THE HOLY SPIRIT THEN, WHAT what YOU DO IS YOU RECEIVE A LIFE. YOU RECEIVE HIS LIFE. I WANT TO SAY A LOT OF TIMES TO PEOPLE, WHAT PART OF EMMANUEL DON'T YOU UNDERSTAND? GOD IS WITH US. AND WHEN YOU GOT HIS LIFE IN YOU, IT'S NOT GOING TO MAKE YOU LAWLESS. IT'S ANOTHER LAW. IT'S THE LAW OF THE SPIRIT OF LIFE IN CHRIST JESUS THAT LIFTS YOU HIGHER. BECAUSE HE DOES SAY THIS IN... In uh, uh, as a uh, um, praise to this church, he said, "You have this that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans." And there's several things I could say about the Nicolaitans. One of the things is is that you know it deals with the idea that you hate the fact that these these you know the the sin of the Nicolaitans. Yeah. Which so you know he's saying you know at least I mean your heart towards wanting to do what's right. IS GOOD. I APPRECIATE THAT. BUT ALSO ANOTHER WAY, THIS WORD Nicolaitan, each ACTUALLY COMES FROM TWO GREEK WORDS NICO AND LAITAN, WHICH MEANS NICO, WHICH MEANS TO DOMINATE, AND LAITY, laeton," WHICH MEANS LAITY. IT COULD ACTUALLY BE uh, MINISTRY WHO DOMINATES LAITY. Yeah. AND THEN I HEARD SOMEBODY SAY, WELL, THAT'S WRONG BECAUSE you, IN THE GREEK IT'S REVERSE, SO IT'S LAITY, YOU KNOW, DOMINATING MINISTRY. EITHER WAY, IT'S WRONG. Yeah. BECAUSE WE AREN'T <laughs> MEANT TO DOMINATE EACH OTHER. Yeah. WE'RE MEANT TO TAKE DOMINION OVER fish, fowl, and creeping things. And those are not just out here somewhere and external. Those are the things that operate inside of us so that we operate in the dominion that God originally created for us, you know, in the garden. Yeah,
1: you know, even where he's saying to them, you know, he says, you know, you uh, you judge those that are apostles and are not, you know, even what happens somewhat in our, uh, our works and labor mentalities, we're always judging one another. Uh, rather, you know, you're... Even as far as Christianity as a true, whole, true. we can't have, there's no unity in the body. Yeah. In other words, we've got so many denominational uh we have so many denominations yeah. and belief systems even amongst you know even, among even amongst our grace you know that if you don't believe you know we're going this to test each other of, yeah. yeah you're going we're going to test each other to see if you're like, if you're a grace guy like you you guys believe in tithing and you yeah. guys don't and we split over yeah. you know so. and so since you do believe in those things i can't have fellowship because you don't really see it like i
0: do and we so, become legalistic with grace
1: yeah and we break apart the unity of the body rather than looking and saying what is our common denominator what is the things that unite the body and bring us together. Our common denominator should be Christ. That if our focus is upon Christ, yep. it brings us together. We'll stop judging whether you're apostles or not. Yeah. You know, but that's what a works and labor system does. Is it's always looking for what's going to separate me from you? Why I can't have fellowship with you? Why there can't be a unity of the body? You know, and as long as the as long as the body is broken like that and fragmented, uh, how, how are we ever supposed to show the world? A a true loving God, or a true God that can say, Hey, I can love you uh, right where you are, when we can't even love Christians right where they are. Yeah. You know, uh, if you, like I said, if you have one difference than me, all of a sudden my fellowship with you has to be broken. My, you know, and we're always looking at, uh, and I found myself doing this in the past, as I would hear somebody preach, and the whole time I'm sitting there listening to somebody preach, I'm judging about what I don't agree with, rather than finding the things that I can agree with, you know, and that's something that the Lord is continually working in my heart because there has to become a unity of the body in which we can feed off of life together and begin to grow together as a a, a unity of who Christ is so that the world can see a true picture of the body
0: of Christ. that, that, that's, that's, so, THAT'S SO AWESOME AND that's, WE WERE ABOUT TO RUN OUT OF TIME. BUT I WAS THINKING WHILE YOU WERE SAYING THAT, HOW THAT'S WHY WE EVEN APPROACH, YOU KNOW, THE BOOK OF REVELATION the, and, and, AND OUR TEACHING LIKE WE DO, NOT TRYING TO BE DOGMATIC. WE'RE THE ONLY ONES THAT HAVE ANY ANSWERS OR WE'RE THE FINAL AUTHORITY ON IT. WE'RE JUST SIMPLY TEACHING WHAT WE BELIEVE GOD SAID TO US. AND THEN and WE, and we REALIZE THAT EVEN WHAT GOD SAID TO US IS NOT THE END OF THE STORY. Nope. BUT I BELIEVE AS WE BEGIN TO AT LEAST LISTEN TO ONE ANOTHER, when WE AT LEAST BEGIN TO DIALOGUE A LITTLE BIT, uh, YOU KNOW, IF WE KNOW IN PART, WE SEE IN PART, WE PROPHESY IN PART, IF WE COULD COME TOGETHER AND YOU GOT A PART AND I'VE GOT A PART AND SOMEBODY ELSE GOT A PART, WE PUT THE PARTS TOGETHER, WE COME UP WITH ONE WHOLE TRUTH. Mm -hmm. I POSTED ON MY FACEBOOK PAGE A FEW DAYS AGO uh, WHERE I SAID uh, THERE IS A RIVER WHERE THE STREAMS MAKE GLAD THE CITY OF GOD. THE TRAGEDY OF IT IS MOST OF US THINK WE'RE THE RIVER Rather than a stream, we we think we're the main river rather than a tributary, but I believe God is really beginning to draw people together, and that there is a uh, there is a flow that's coming of unity. And like like I said, we're not really even in what we share. We just submit these things to you, and you eat the grapes, you spit out the seeds. But we we're we're going to share what we believe God said uh, to us, and then uh, I believe that you know uh, that's how the word of God's open. So that's our attitude with it anyway. Is we're not wanting to fight, we're not wanting to you know. Uh, YOU KNOW, BE DIVISIVE. WE JUST WANT TO SHARE THE WORD OF GOD. Uh, TUNE IN EVERY WEEK. WE'RE ABOUT TO RUN OUT OF TIME HERE, BUT TAKE A FEW MOMENTS TO CALL THAT NUMBER ON THE SCREEN and sow a seed into the ministry. If you believe what we're doing and you'd like to be a part of something that's touching potentially 60 million U.S. homes, 2.1 billion possibly worldwide with internet and all the stuff that we're doing, uh, then I think this is good ground to sow a seed into. You can write to us, you can go online and give via a credit card at our website at linhouse.com. Thanks for tuning in. Tune again every week at the same time. God bless you. This series is about living life in the context of sonship. Jesus is recognized
1: as a son in the River Jordan by His Father. Flowing from His identity as a son, Jesus comes up out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit with incredible demonstrations of the miraculous. He introduces to His followers the New Covenant idea that God is more than just an austere judge. He is our Father. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Let us awaken to our true identity and set creation free.